Welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Welcome in to this beautiful Thursday afternoon. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined by Clayton and Coach James on here. Are you guys doing good this afternoon? Lovely. Lovely. It's football time in Tennessee. It certainly is. And, man, we're going to get into some football talk, some Tennessee-Alabama stuff over the next hour. Uh, Then there's plenty of stuff to talk about from – uh, some arrests that have happened in Knoxville over the weekend and the status of uh, Mr. Jalen McCullough. And we're going to talk a little bit about about firing up them stogies after a, after a victory, which, uh, which uh, you know, I've, I've heard it's hard to find. For some reason, it's hard to find a, a darn cigar in Knoxville right now. They're all... They're all being bought up. I, I, had, I had a UT fan the other day. I was joking with him. I said, and he's younger, so he obviously doesn't know the tradition. I said, you got your cigar ready for Saturday. He said, I'm a Tennessee fan. <laughs> and I said, what does that matter? He's like, well, y'all are the ones who smoke cigars. I'm like, that's because we've won 15 years. That's in right. Row. In 2006, you guys were smoking. Oh, and he's like, oh, that's a tradition. <laughs> yeah, it's a tradition. Yes, yes, Tennessee fans. It's a tradition for the winner of that rivalry, Alabama-Tennessee football game, to fire up cigars. And it, that really has been going on. I uh, did a little... I checked on it a little bit, did a little research. It's been going on since 1901, Coach. I mean, wow. I didn't know it went that far back. Yes, that's 1901. That's now, it was kind of – it was kind of – it went on and off from what I understand, but it was kind of revived by an Alabama trader, trainer in 1961. Alabama had lost – Jim Goosetree, I think was his name. Okay. Alabama had lost like seven seven games in a row since – uh, to to Tennessee. J.B. Ears Whitworth was the head coach at Alabama, and then Paul Bryant came in. And okay. History. All right. Well, the, so in 1961, Bama had lost seven straight, uh, had not won since 1954 against Tennessee. And in 61, they won, and this trainer went around and passed out all these cigars. And so that tradition was kind of rekindled and relit, I guess. And uh, – so that's the deal. They're gonna. Who, I would imagine, and I would imagine after 15 years of defeat, uh, the Tennessee fans are probably ready to fire one up. You know, smoke them if you got them. All I know is I've smoked cigars for the last 15 years in a row. There you go. <laughs> absolutely. Every time I light it up, it's a absolutely. smile on my face. And Coach Saban and I, 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 I distinctly remember when Derrick Henry, um, his last year at Alabama. And they beat the Vols. Uh, Derrick Henry and Coach Saban, I, I saw a picture of both of them, and they're standing arm in arm with their arms over each other's shoulders. And they've got these big, huge cigars that they're puffing on. And uh, they look like they're really enjoying themselves. Okay. So Sunday morning, uh, 4 o'clock in the morning, something like that, in apartment complex in Knoxville, Jalen McCullough, the starting safety for the UT Vols got arrested for uh, punching a gentleman in the mouth, breaking his teeth, some of his teeth out, uh, knocking him back down the stairs, a flight of stairs at the apartment, which he fell unconscious. Um, and he eventually called the police on Mr. McCullough. Now, to Mr. McCullough's defense, uh, this guy was 
probably a little high, drunk, whatever he was, and he um, was in the same apartment complex, and he went to his car to get something out of his car at 3.30 in the morning and then walked back up to the wrong apartment. So I'm, I'm guessing the guy didn't live there, Coach. I'm thinking, you know, the guy probably didn't live there. All these apartments look the same. It's 3.30 in the morning. You know, 12 or 15 beers later, he, he goes up and he, he walks in to Jalen McCullough's, opens up the door of this apartment, and it happens to be Jalen McCullough's apartment, which is not the apartment that he was supposed to be in. And once he kind of walked, opened the door and looked in and saw who it was, he kind of said, hey, man, I'm sorry. I, I thought this was – I'm at the wrong apartment. And he closed the door or, or turned around, closed the door and left and was, and was walking back to the stairs. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, Mr. McCullough followed him. And that's kind of where Mr. McCullough got into some trouble. That's was, where he messed up. Right. He should not have – I mean, you know, he should have let it go. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that I'm sure probably happens in those uh, college apartments quite frequently, so you can't take it too personally. But Mr. McCullough was upset, and he started holler, uh, screaming and cursing and raising his voice with this guy and followed him outside, and the guy turned, kind of turned around to him and said, hey, man, I said I'm sorry. You know, you don't have to be such a blank about it. And that's part of a male anatomy is what I'm talking about. Right. And uh, Mr. McCullough hauled up and hit him in the mouth, broke out some teeth. Knocked him down a flight of stairs. Knocked him down a flight of stairs, and the guy laid at the bottom of the stairs unconscious. And an, and there was witnesses. That, that That's the killer. There was a couple, a, a man and a woman there, probably two students, that saw kind of the whole ruckus go down and helped the guy to his feet once he woke up. And he called the police, and uh, they came and arrested Mr. McCullough for assault. Um, I guess the question I've got to you guys. Okay. He is a – Captain of the defensive side of the ball. What was he doing up at 3.30 in the morning? Well, his girlfriend was over there, according to the police report. I don't know if he was. I, I don't know if there's details whether or not he was awake. or Obviously, he was, but as to what he what? was doing, I, I don't think he was partying. This guy was going to a party in the complex. Right. Is right. it normal, though, to leave your door unlocked at 3.30 in the morning? <laughs> well, you know, if he just I, he just probably forgot to – to deadbolt it or whatever, whatever, however you lock it. I guess, I, just, I, I guess he figured if anybody walked in and wanted to mess with him, he'd just knock a couple of teeth down, <laughs> knock him down a flight of stairs. So Coach Heupel, um was asked today what, what the status was on Jalen McCullough and has he been practicing, and Heupel said he wouldn't discuss whether McCullough had been practicing. That's, that's nobody's business. But uh, uh, he said – you know, we're getting multiple – Coach Eipel said we're getting multiple guys ready. <laughs> and let me tell you something, and and God bless Tennessee and the Vol fans, but let me, let, me, let me just give you a little bit of advice. If Jalen McCullough is your starting safety and you're giving up 575 yards a game, six, close to 600 yards a game, and you got to have multiple guys ready. Then your your defensive backfield is a little bit more than suspect, wouldn't you say, Coach? Most definitely it is. Uh, I, I I said that when I watched them play Florida, and Florida torched them for four hundred and sixty eight yards. AR fifteen, baby. It was AR fifteen. Uh, now the Tennessee also uh, Cedric. They're going to be without 
probably the best wide receiver on their team. Cedric Tillman's ankle is still not 100%. And Coach Heupel's not ready to play him until he's – then he said, we want Tillman back at, at 100%. And their offensive tackle, Ger- Gerald Mincy, is also banged up pretty bad, and he might not play. So, you know – this isn't the end of the road for either team. Absolutely not. Because this game is not going to define one team or the other because there's so much more football left to play. And so, and, and what we talked about was this. Okay, all right, guys listening out there, let, let me ask you all this, and, and, and I put this to Clayton. I said, if you're Nick Saban in Alabama and you're, you're going to Tennessee like you do every – you play Tennessee like you do every year, and Tennessee is in the Eastern Division of the Southeastern Conference – Alabama's in the West, of course. And you play this game. Now, if you're Alabama, you're still undefeated in the West. You just squeak by A&M without Bryce Young. And, of course, they didn't have their starting quarterback either. And I'm not making excuses. It was a, it was quite a football game. And we're fortunate to get out of there with a win. I'm not going to lie. But the deal is this. Do you want to play a 70 75% Bryce Young in Knoxville just for the sake of beating Tennessee, or would you rather hold Bryce Young out, get him 100% ready to go for the rest of the season, win the West and make it to the SEC championship game, and by winning that game, you catapult yourself into the CF, uh, the CFP, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, me personally, I, I want to beat. I want to beat Tennessee. I want to win at Tennessee. Obviously, if I'm saving. But if you do go to Tennessee and you get beat without Bryce, without your Heisman Trophy quarterback, it, it's going to be okay, don't you? Say, wouldn't you say, Coach? I mean, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you rather have a, a healthy Bryce for the rest of the season after Tennessee rather than take him up there, possibly? Because you know there there might be a there might be a, I'm not saying there is, but there might be a late hit. There might be a late hit laid. Uh, once or twice in that game coming up Saturday. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, there has been before. There's been some hits out of bounds. There's been there's been some late hits on the quarterback, and there's been some some hits out of bounds. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the word cheap shot. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm I'm gonna say it, but I'm not gonna say there will be cheap shots. But I'm just saying, if Bryce Young is playing Saturday, then they really got to be cognizant of when the whistle is blown and when the play is blown dead and when the action is supposed to stop. I mean, do you, do you, do you agree with the play? No, I agree. And I think that's something they'll keep an eye on if he plays. I'm telling you right now, though, if he doesn't play, I, you got to hope that Ty Simpson is going to get a lot of snaps. What? <laughs> because I'm telling you right now, Jalen Milrow did not look good on Saturday. He kept them in the game himself. Right. Well, look at that, Clayton. He gave him the ball three times in the short field. Well, look at that, though. That was his first college start. Yeah, four turnovers. Imagine. Well, he came in. Now, Malmiro, that was his Not first start. start his, his first start. And so, you know, the nerves are just through that, the that, roof, and, right? And, I mean, that, and that was at home. Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine 101,915 101, is what Nayland Stadium holds. And uh, most of them are going to be clad in orange and screaming at, at the top of their lungs. And uh, It's going to be loud. It's going to be a tough situation uh, for, for a starting for Bryce Young 
much less anybody. Yeah, I mean, much less uh, Milro. So um, we're going to see what happens on Saturday. Alabama, believe it or not, folks. Alabama opened at some places, and I just read an article about this. Opened as a sixteen and a half point favorite, and they have and they bought and they have played so much on Tennessee. They've gotten that number down to seven and a half points now. I had it, I got it at seven earlier. It's at seven. So what in the world? And so the Vol Nation, you know, they're like they they smell blood in the water. That, you know, they're 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 so the sharks are circling. The fans oh. are. The fins are out of the water and the sharks are circling and you know, but 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 I, caution, hold on, caution now. The yellow light, yellow light, ball fans, we've been here before. Oh yeah, I mean, we've been here over the past fifteen years. We've probably been in this been in this situation. I'm not sure, but I would guess off the top of my head, probably six or seven times, both teams being undefeated going in the third Saturday of October. Well, last year, for example, in Tuscaloosa, third quarter scores twenty four seventeen. Oh, yeah, I was at that game. Yeah. That was a back and forth. Yeah. They scored some points on our defense. Now, granted, our defense is much better this year than it was last year. But here's the thing that a lot of Tennessee fans don't recognize. And, you know, this game just a couple of years ago, Tennessee, and you can look it up, Google it, John Adams and others were writing about how this rivalry needed to end, how this game didn't need to be played anymore. I'm telling you right now, if you're if you're a diehard Alabama fan or a Tennessee fan and you know and you're over the age of 40, this was the rivalry in the South. It wasn't Alabama-Auburn. Alabama and Auburn didn't play for over 50 years. I mean, that's 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 a, that's a rivalry. And, you know, I went, to Alabama. Like, I went yeah. to Alabama, and and that's a rivalry within that state. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, and that's people like Vanderbilt. It's kind of kind of Vanderbilt-UT-ish. You know, when I was growing up, Vanderbilt-UT was this huge rivalry just about every sport they played. But that was – and that was – and that was so hyped up and, and, and increased – you know, talked about because we lived in the state and grew up in the state. But when you talk about two different states and two different universities playing each other, Alabama, Tennessee is a rivalry. And I can't believe they're talking about with adding Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC that that might, that rivalry might go away. You can't do it. I'm I'm telling you the SEC championship game that Roy Kramer brought to the SEC in 1992 was made to have this game played twice a year, and it's yet to happen, and this year may be the best chance it does. Well, um, we'll see. And, and Coach Heupel also said, uh, as far as the – he was asked about Bryce Young. Uh, he said, you know, we're, we don't know if we're going to get Bryce. We don't know if we're going to get Milrow. Uh, but we're preparing for both quarterbacks. So, you know. And, each, just, and each bring their own thing that they do well. That's right. So it's a lot to prepare for. You know, but I'm I'm sure he'd much rather see Milrow than than Bryce Young. Absolutely. But I also I also would hope the Tennessee fans want Alabama's best. You know, so hey, there's a little Alabama song for you right there. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour on WKOM 101.7 FM. Lock it into your car or truck. Uh, memory channel stations. I'm Drake, and we'll be right back. Are you thinking about a new... 
So maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, joined here with Clayton and Coach Dickinson. And Row Tide. What, what's, the name, what's the name of that? That is Rocky Top. You're going to hear it probably a few times between now and Saturday. That's Rocky Top. You know, I grew up Alabama, North Tuscaloosa. Okay. Got to go to a ton of games as a young man. And uh, I, I used to like to fish a little bit, but there's one fisherman I, that – I couldn't watch on TV. Bill Dance because he had a Tennessee hat on. I just couldn't watch it. <laughs> He's a hell of a fisherman, though. He is. He is. Yeah, that. He oh, but, Bill Dance. Yeah, Bill Dance with that, that uh, white hat with big orange tee on. My favorite show he or, had. Or vice versa. He had a couple of different versions. Yeah, of my favorite show was when he fell out of the boat and the hat come off into the water. 
I actually saw some bloopers of him that uh, happened during his career in fishing, and yeah, it was quite funny. Sure did, was. And speaking of fishing, did you all see? And you know, we earlier in the year we had the Mount Pleasant uh, fishing team on that's yeah. ranked bass fishing. Yeah, yeah, but that's ranked fifth in the nation, uh, and number one saying these 15, 16 year old kids and they're from Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. And for those, if you all don't know where Mount Pleasant, it's about oh, 12, 15 miles South of Columbia, a little South, Southwest. S- Southwest of Columbia. Uh, and they, their, their high school fishing team, uh, is ranked fifth in the whole dang country. Wow. By the Bassmasters high school fishing association tournaments and everything else. But, uh, last week I was. Where they fish now? Arrow Lake, <laughs> Duck River. Yeah. I think I've seen them floating by the house a couple of times. But, uh, May uh, have. And but up up north they had this walleye or some type of walleye masters tournament or whatever the deal is. And uh, there's obviously this kind of uh, circuit where they go around and uh, they must be up in Upper Peninsula, Michigan, and. Wisconsin and up in those areas where walleye live, where it's pretty darn cold. But these two fishermen, they getting ready to weigh their their fish in, and uh, the guys weighing them in, a weight falls out of the mouth of one of them. <laughs> you know, like, like like this big kind of like oh, they're they're not as big as a ping pong ball, but they're a little they're a little smaller than a ping pong ball, but they're these these heavy lead weights that are kind of they use for bottom fishing. I, right. I, I, I assume. But anyway, these guys, they get ready to weigh them. And so they, so the guys running the tournament take a knife and they slit these fish open, these big, you know, big fish. And darn if they don't pull out, these weights just start falling out of them. And they've got them on video. Golly. And these guys are just kind of standing there and they're not saying anything. Ruh-roh. And all these other fishermen are standing around them. And it, and it gets wild. They start cussing these guys and threatening to, you know, whip them and all this other stuff. I mean, it, it got really, really nasty. You all can look it up on, on the internet on that. But it was, uh, it was bad scene. So these guys were kind of caught cheating. Uh, Joe Musgrove was for the San Diego the other night. Uh, Buck Showalter wanted 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 to do a, a search of him, and they searched. Joe Musgrove, the pitcher for the San Diego Padres, when he had a four nothing lead, uh, that was over the Mets. That was the last yeah. game of the Mets, and um, which the Mets aren't in the playoffs anymore. But they they were checking him, and they kind of zoomed in on his on his right ear, and man, it looked his right ear was shiny and slick. <laughs> I've never seen an ear so greasy in my life. A little Vaseline. Yeah. But they say his spin rate was just off the charts. And I, I guess they can that little bit of weight on that ball, just at that speed, will make it just. Yeah. But they say his spin rate was off the charts, and they went out there and checked him, and they kind of reached up around his ear. But I don't think they pulled him out of the game. You ever notice now when the pitchers come off at the end of each inning, they get their hands checked by the official in their gloves? Have you noticed? Yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never noticed that. They just started that here what last year or two. Yeah, yeah. So part of the game. But the- anyway. Um, the New York Yankees Cleveland game has been postponed for tonight. They're obviously uh, have some a lot of rain up in that area, so it will be played around noon tomorrow. That's Cleveland uh, Guardians, and the New York Yankees has been postponed for tonight. 
Um, the Braves uh, got back, got the series against the Phillies back to one-one after a three-to-nothing um, win last night over the Phillies. The uh, the Padres won last night against the Dodgers five to three, and uh, they've got that series to one and one. So uh, so things are kind of tightening up and, and playing out a little bit in in fall ball. Uh, the Titans had the week off this week, um, and you know the Titans kind of been taking care of a little business. I'm not. I mean, what can you say about them? I've been pretty, but they're getting the job done. No, I mean, a win's a win, mm-hmm. and, and that's what counts at the at the end of the season when the playoffs start and and and, and positioning and seating and so forth. So, congratulations to them, and I'm sure they're they're happy to take a week off and enjoy some off time and family time and stuff like that, especially when it's as beautiful as it's been here in Middle Tennessee over the past couple of weeks. Well, and to be fair, with everything happening in Knoxville this weekend, I think Titans fans need to focus. Their, their, their whole focus is on this Saturday. Sure. They, they are. They're off this week. Sure it is. Titans don't play this week, do they? No. They're off. That's what I'm saying. They're All their focus mm-hmm. is on this game in Knoxville. Don't Eagles and Cowboys play this coming weekend? Oh, I think they do. That's going to be. I don't right. have that on my list, but yeah, I believe. I believe you. I believe Monday night game. I think. I believe you're right. Yeah, that's going to be awesome right. game. Um, tonight, there's Washington is at at the Bears, and uh, we've got a Magic Eight Ball pick on that here in the last segment. And uh, West Virginia is at home against Baylor, and we've got a we've got a Magic Eight Ball pick on that one too. Uh, at the end of the next segment. Um, so Troy Aikman on Monday night is apologizing for a comment he made on, uh, right at before halftime of the chiefs, Las Vegas Raiders game. Um, there was a roughing the passer call on, I believe it was Chris Jones, defensive lineman or defensive end for Kansas City chiefs. Now, um, as you all might know on Sunday, uh, it was third and four with three minutes to go in the Tampa Bay Atlanta game. Atlanta was down by six, and third, Tampa Bay had third and four on their own about thirty yard line. And uh, Jarrett, the defensive end for the Atlanta Falcons, came in and grabbed Brady around the waist after he threw the ball an incomplete incomplete pass, and kind of wrapped his arms around. Brady's waist and kind of slung him, just took him down to the ground. And uh, Brady jumped up and looked at the official and raised his hands. And the official reached in his pants and pulled out a flag and threw it on the ground. <laughs> but, I mean, it was it was really incredible. Now, Clayton and I were talking about that before the show started. Clayton said, well, you know, Drake, it, you know, they did miss a – Pass interference, blatant pass, blatant. blatant pass interference. Called two plays earlier, two plays earlier. But and so, Clayton said, you know, he, he and we both know the term, and everybody's heard the term makeup call. Coach, you've heard of makeup calls, but really, a makeup call is calling something that probably shouldn't be called. Now, do do you agree with that, Coach? I mean, you know, I've been around it for years, thirty plus years. I don't think there's such things as a makeup call. These guys, are, are, there shouldn't be. They, I shouldn't. don't think there are. I really don't. You don't make up calls in a basketball game when you absolutely when I when I missed one before. Yeah, 
No, I, no, I, I mean, I'd like to see it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think as an official, uh, you have to kind of look at it like, you know, I just, I, I missed that call and I'll, you know, I'll do better moving forward. You know, sure. you, it, as the play happens and you don't blow your whistle and something happens. And then as you kind of replay that in your mind instantly, you probably say to yourself, you know, that was probably pass interference or that was probably a travel or that was probably a block instead of a charge. Or and as, as a coach, you sit there and, and that happens and you think karma, uh, something's going to happen good for us in a few minutes. Right. So nine right. out of 10 times you look over there and like, well, uh, we evened up now. And, and, and of course all this has happened after what happened to, to a Tagovailoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all this is kind of, all this, Really hand, handling all these quarterbacks with kit gloves is just it, it has happened because of Tua and Tua is still out. And, Tua, and and it's not just the quarterbacks. If you're if you're noticing, you're watching these folks with the NFL on the sidelines watching every play. I mean, I forgot what game it was. It may have been last Thursday. Uh, they're pulling people out from just hits they're taking throughout the game, saying, you know, we need to check you out. Yes, I, so I'm think they're being they're stepping it up. Well, and, and, you know, they should. You know, if they're going to truly put in this concussion protocol, and, Coach, you know you've got it for uh, junior high and high school, Oh, yeah, too. they do, most definitely. And I've got it. We TWSAA has it put in, 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 in play for basketball, too. Mm-hmm. You know, kids fall back, slam their head against, slam their head against the, the floor, and they, you know, you, you kind of need to look at them and, and, and look them in the eye and make sure they know what day it is and who they are and – you know, all that good stuff before you're allowed to, you know, clear them to get back in the ball game. And uh, do you all have to have some type of medical staff look at somebody that, that, that has – Usually in high school you have a trainer, and the trainer would look at him and come to you and say, hey, he's, he's, he's out. I think he's a concussion. If even you think he does, you're going to have to set him out. And then at that point there it goes to a, a process that he has to go see his family doctor. His family doctor is going to send him to a uh, – a neuro guy, a neuro guy is going to uh, evaluate him and says, uh, you know, the test says you really didn't have a concussion, but we're going to hold you out for four or five weeks, you know. But once he comes back, though, you have to go through the trainer, and the trainer has to run him for so many minutes, evaluate him, put him on the machine, test him. And if he fails any of the test, you know, he's he's out. So he's but, – but it's the trainer's kind of call whether mm-hmm. he is okay to go back in or not. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the trainers are employed – Columbia's trainers are employed by Murray Regional Hospital, not by the school system. So Okay. And that's Dr. how it works. Dr. Pettit's usually with us. Dr. Pettis is usually on the sideline. Dr. Daniels used to be, but Dr. Pettis usually with us too, and they, they look at it and make a call. Okay. And uh, let's let's talk about this Friday. What do we got going on tomorrow? Tomorrow, the game of the week is at Mount Pleasant. The Murray County Public School System's game of the week with the game day broadcast. It starts at 530 on this station, 101.7 WKOM-FM, right? Correct. Clayton, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, no, but no. I wanted to get all that in. Yes, Toronto, and then Columbia is on the road at Lincoln County, and that'll Colum- be on one hundred three point seven, which you know is, has the great city of Fayetteville, Tennessee, in it. That is correct. The pit they and, call it the uh, pit down there, the football stadium. Co- the coach, uh, uh, legendary coach, and athletic, and then athletic director Lewis Thompson uh, played for Bear Bryant at the University of Alabama. Uh, I think he's retired now from that, but. Uh, I had 
Top many many great conversations with Coach Thompson when I was went down there to call basketball for him in Lincoln County, and uh, he's just a he's just salt of the earth type guy. If you've ever met him, very humble. I, and I tell you what, he just kind of he kind of reminds you of the old Bear Bryant. Yeah. I mean, I've never met Bear Bryant face to face. I saw him a couple of times in person on the campus as I was going from class to class and around the Coleman Coliseum, but uh, but. Coach Thompson kind of reminds you a little bit. Of, You're exactly of, right. He does. A, bear, a little bit, you know. Even the way he gr- walked. This kind of gruffy voice. And, Talks, you know, and, all yeah, that, yeah. His mannerisms. So it's very interesting. And, uh, and matter of fact, I went to a game a couple of years ago, and they had a reunion of Coach Thompson's team that they might have won a national championship under. under State championship. Was, You're talking about at Alabama. Alabama. I'm talking about at Alabama. Okay. I, went, I, went, he, I went to. He won two. Should have been three. At Alabama. Yeah, that 66 team that, okay. that got passed over by Notre Dame and Michigan State, that would have been their third in a row. Okay. He won it, he won it in 64-65. Well, I'm not sure which – it was a few years back, but we were – my wife and I were at the Alabama game, and and they were honoring this team out there. And, and I look out there, and there's Coach Thompson on the field. And then a couple of weeks later, uh, the high school basketball season kicked up, and I got an assignment over at Lincoln County. And I walked in. I said, "Hey, man, I saw you out there on the football field. You saw me on the football." I said, "Yeah." I said, "You looking good?" He goes, "Yeah, oh yeah. We had a we had a good time down there in Tuscaloosa. It was fun." Hey, I played golf with him about three years ago. Can still play golf really, really well. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He he's probably all. He's probably that that yeah, type of guy's probably all around athlete. I mean, any you know you know one of those guys that make you sick that at every dang sport they play they just excel at. Yeah. I mean, it just makes you make. He you sent see. several of his kids to University of Alabama from Lincoln County and played football. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, Eugene La- Antonio London played at Tullahoma, which is right over in that area. Correct. And uh, his daddy refereed basketball for years. Remember? And football. Yeah. yeah. Eugene. Yeah. Oh yeah, Eugene to put a walk walk signal on you. Looked like uh, Michael Jackson out there. Yeah, he turned around, run backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he can get those hands under there, but super nice guy. Though. Oh, terrific, terrific, and and fun to call basketball with. So, all right, we're moving up to our second break, and uh, I promise Magic Eight Ball picks in about twenty minutes at the end of the show. Don't you guys go anywhere. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. He's Coach Dickinson, and he's Clayton the Claw Harris, and we'll be right back. This is Felicia Brown. At First Farmers, we believe home is where your family grows. If home ownership has always been your dream, our mortgage team can help you identify the financial tools needed to make your dream a reality. Ready to get started? Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with our team at 931-388-3145. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Welcome back in to the Front Porch Sports <laughs> Radio Hour. Uh, I'm Drake, joined by Clayton and Coach Dickinson. And uh, we are on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Uh, uh, and we broadcast live from right here on beautiful West 7th Street, downtown Columbia, Tennessee. And the leaves are falling and footballs are flying and not a cloud in the sky. I mean, I'm telling you, uh, we got a little rain. I got a little rain this morning, but it's, we need rain. We had that, we had that yeah. any rain. It's, Gee, we got a lot of rain last night. I was, wow. I, we didn't have electricity for an hour. Really? Yeah, I'm telling you, out towards Kalioka, it got a little rough. There you go. So um, we're glad to get a little bit of rain whenever we can, especially the way the as dry as it's been around here. Um, and the smoke is going to be in the air. Uh, come about six o'clock Saturday night in Knoxville, Tennessee, and either it's going to be an orange tinted type smoke, or it's going to be kind of this reddish crimson colored type smoke. And I, I don't know. I, I mean, 
I, I don't I don't know about the smoke part, but I know one thing: the smell of mothballs is really hit, and, hit. Uh, so okay. And so, <laughs> so tell, tell our listeners what you're talking about. Well, I'm Did, just, well, I mean, what you're referencing? All the orange. Uh, Apparel coming out of the closets and attics that have been stored away since <laughs> since uh, the former days are, are starting to unpack themselves. Well, I, I, I go ahead, Coach. But you, you're exactly right, Clayton. And, and Alabama has owned this series 15 years in a row now. I, I we see a lot of people. We meet a lot of people. I didn't realize that 50 percent of the people that I've been talking to this week was even Tennessee fans to this week. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you know we. Well, we when the Titans came to Nashville and they opened up at the Titans Stadium, that was around ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, and uh, you know you would you'd go to a Titans game and you could always tell if Tennessee won on that Saturday before that Sunday. You could always tell you'd see a ton of orange Tennessee jerseys and people sporting and they're representing and I'm more power to them. Oh yeah, but then if you could also tell when they lost because you. <laughs> You couldn't. You, know, you didn't see any orange. You know what I mean? You, you just you just didn't see any. So, um, but there will be a lot of orange on the almost hundred and two thousand people in Nayland Stadium uh, this Saturday, and that kickoff is at two thirty. The number six Tennessee Vols will be at home against number three Alabama Crimson Tide. Well, Drake, we, we got to say this. Okay. There'd be a hundred and how many? Hundred two thousand, I think. Yeah, roughly. Hundred two, hundred three thousand. There'd be a hundred thousand out in the streets of Knoxville outside the stadium. Yeah, they're having a viewing party in the Vol Village, very similar to what the Braves did last year outside okay. of Truist Park, where you can go watch it. Well, you know. But you know, I'm telling you though, this is great for everybody involved. Sure, it is. I don't. You know, I hey, mean, I can't tell it. you. There, there's several UT fans that I that I know personally that I can think of conversations we've had over the past decade where they've told me things like they're dead to me. I just can't even watch anymore. It, it just it ruins my weekend. Right. It ruins my fall. But they're back. Right. They're they're back. And and this is going to be epic. They, this is going to be epic. They've got some hope. You know, and, and I mean hope, and and the hope is that they can they could take care of business on Saturday afternoon and uh, and beat Alabama for the first time in fifteen years. I, I I told somebody that I said, you know, if you if if you're a Vol fan and you've raised a, your child as a Vol, and you and that child is now graduating is is going to graduate college, let's say this year is graduating college this year. That child has not enjoyed a UT victory, Vol victory over Alabama since kindergarten. <laughs> I, I got, <laughs> just, uh, I, I got, I, you know, and I I got, don't, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. I'm not trying to, trying to, you know, I got five diminish kids. anything. I got five kids from 14 to one years old, and they don't know they don't know what it's like to lose to Tennessee. Exactly, it's not it's not happened in their lifetime. I mean, you know, so <laughs> what was the quarterback's name for Tennessee that was a, a dual threat? That went to Tuscaloosa and tore his knee up that from the first half. What was his name? Uh, tall, black kid that was a good athlete, but he reminded me of a hooker a lot. Mm-hmm. Tony? No, that, that wasn't Tony Robinson. That was back in the that was back in the eighties. Tony Robinson. It's when he was. got he got hit by Cornelius Bennett. That was Tony and, Robinson uh, in Tuscaloosa in Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, in Birmingham. I, I was there for he the got, game. He just he got just kind of yeah. 
just one 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 kid hit him high, one kid hit him low in opposite directions, and he but blew, Hooker reminds he blew me out of Tony his Robinson a little bit. Well, it, it, it's not like Tennessee hadn't had it. You know, they they had uh, what's his name, who was uh, the backup quarterback, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, Josh Dobbs was a very good quarterback, You're smart kid. Absolutely, yeah. it's this offense, it's this air raid offense. Uh, that's the How Mummy Mike Leach legacy offense that that Heifel ran when he was a senior at Oklahoma. That's the difference, and it's a fun it's a fun offense to watch. And and but again, though, the How Mummy or Mike Leach, he's only got a national championship. Not yet. No, not yet. But you look you look at the NFL. The NFL now is running the uh the air raid. So Well when and, and can I say this? Win, lose or draw, um, you know, Tennessee wins. Congratulations, you won. Uh if you lose, lose lose with some, some grace. Lose with some grace and dignity. No golf balls, no mustard bottles. You know what I'm saying? Just just lose. If 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 you get beat by the better team that day, better team. Then you lost, and you you work you work to get better, right, Coach? I mean, there's it no- is this right here is what Southeastern Conference football was built on. This game here, absolutely, this is going to be fun. I love to see Alabama win the game. I deep down inside feel like that we have the better athletes that's going to be on the field at every position, more depth. I think Alabama will win a close game, but if if some reason Tennessee pulls this upset off, which I say it's going to be an upset. So be it. I'm proud for the Tennessee fans. Okay. And we may get to play them again. Yeah. Win with grace and dignity and lose with grace and dignity. Right. You know what I mean? I, I think there's a great chance these two can play each other again. It's not that's the thing. If Tennessee loses, it's not the end of the world. If Alabama loses, it's not the end of the world. Absolutely. They both can still attain all the goals I'm sure they want to accomplish. Right. Then there's a reason why the SEC network and ESPN Game Day are both going to be broadcasting from Knoxville this weekend. Right, so, and Paul Feinbaum will be there all day tomorrow doing his show. That's so, right. And so, you know, and, and, and look, like I said. Mexican radio is going to be there. Uh, European radio is going to be there as well. Are you serious? Yeah. ESPN, it's that big. ESPN Deportes. Yes. Radio. Well, it's definitely one of the biggest, if not the biggest, one of the biggest uh, ball games this weekend in college week number seven. Um and there are basically six ranked teams playing a ranked team matchups this weekend. Um, and let's just run down those as we're looking, <clears throat> as we're talking about Tennessee, Alabama, six and three playing each other in Knoxville. Number 10, Penn State is at number five, Michigan. And this is probably the biggest, biggest Big Ten game of the of the year so far. Wouldn't you say? I mean, yeah, first for both teams, really, first really true challenge. All I can say is, is go Nittany Lions. There you go. And that uh, Coram, the Coram kid, the running back from Michigan, is something special. If you've ever seen, if you've seen him run this year, of course, Michigan hadn't played anybody, hardly anybody to speak of. But uh, this Coram kid is the running back from Michigan is really good and be fun to watch against Penn State. Number eight, Oklahoma State is at number thirteen TCU uh, for the big for a Big Twelve matchup of undefeated teams and. You know, I mean, we talked about Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has quietly, quietly kind of moved up the board this year. They're sitting number eight right now, and TCU is taking care of business on everybody they've they've played this year. You realize Oklahoma State is the winningest team in the last fifteen years of that conference, but they always choke up and don't get in the conference game. 
Something happens. Seems like at the end of the every year. Every year, every year, Oklahoma they lose some, somebody. They lose somebody they shouldn't mm-hmm. lose to. It seems like so. Uh, number eight, Oklahoma State is at TCU. Uh, TCU is a four. Uh, yes, is a four point favorite. Uh, Michigan was a seven point favorite for all you wagers out there. Um, is that game in a big house? Yes. Okay. It's at Michigan. Yes. Um, number four, Clemson is at Florida State, and uh, that could be. That should be a pretty good game. Clemson is only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, probably the lowest number Clemson's had in a while playing somebody in that comp- in the ACC. Well, I can assure you, Dabo's got a chance to run the score up at the end of the game when it's said and done, I, he's going to do it. I had Clemson this past weekend. There you and, go. And that's what he did against – He does it all the time. That's what he did against Boston College. He hung – you know, he's he's up by 21, and the number was 21. He's done it throwing the ball against him. I mean, you know. Absolutely. And Boston College, poor, pitiful Boston College, they're, they're one of the worst teams in the country. So – um and we revisit Alabama, number three Alabama, traveling to Knoxville for a two thirty kickoff, um, Central Standard Time, three thirty on in, in the East. Um, Alabama's seven and a half point favorite. I mean, I got it at seven right now. It's it, dropped. Is that number too low? <laughs> well, like I said, coach, it, it started out around word, word and Vegas. It started out around sixteen and a half. Mm-hmm. And just oh, and, and just has been has just been hammered on the. If Tennessee. Bryce Young's healthy, with a line still be sixteen and a half. If Bryce if, if Bryce Young was healthy, I'm gonna say the number would probably be at a couple touchdowns, probably fourteen, 14 probably fourteen, 14 something like that. 13, 13 to fourteen, don't you think, Clayton? Right. I, I would I, say I would say thirteen to fourteen. Okay, I, yeah. but I think you know, Vegas is basing a lot of that on the blowout win against LSU. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. But you know, this is going to be the first time. This is going to be the first time Tennessee's run into a real quality uh, defense. I mean, that's just that's all. The, and, and we'll see fast. We'll, defense. You know, and I tell you what's happened in this game before, with with both teams having pretty good offenses and Tennessee having a good offense. What has happened before is this game's come out to be a low scoring, just six to three. Nine to six, yeah. 13, 10. Uh, you know, and it, it's just they kind of play this chess match of trying to keep the ball out of the other offensive. And you know how that is, coach. When you have a when you have a hot team with a hot quarterback and wide receivers, what's the best defense against them is don't let them don't let them have the ball. It's called first downs. We need right. first downs. You, you grind it out and you keep the ball out of their hands. And I guarantee you. That is what's going through Coach Saban's mind and their mind, especially if they don't have Bryce Young. They're probably telling their offensive line this week, you guys, you guys have to own the line of scrimmage and we're going to run this ball and keep it out of Hendon Hooker's hands, Jabari Small's hands. These guys, Tennessee's, uh, you know, don't don't let Hypel call the plays. They can't score if they don't have the football. Correct. So Use up that play clock. And uh, let's see. So Alabama's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, USC is at uh, number seven USC, undefeated, is at Utah. N- number 20 Utah, and Utah is favored. Three, so and, and gamblers going up. I mean, Utah is favored, folks, and USC is undefeated. They're number seven in the country. Utah's 20. They're playing home against USC. But USC's not the not the favorite in this game, even though they're seventh in the country and Utah's twenty. And even though Utah. UCLA just knocked off Utah last week. That's right. Yeah. And Florida game. beat Utah? Right. 
a two-loss Utah. And Florida doesn't look that good in the SEC, I don't think. Right, and UCLA kind of ran away with it there at the end. Absolutely. So, something's that, – that line is the skew, but you know what? Vegas knows all when it comes to gambling. So, Correct. tread lightly when you get ready to get ready to wager on that uh, – on that ball game. Uh, a couple other games of note. Number 15, NC State, is at number 18, Syracuse. And I'll say it, and I'll tell you gamblers again. It's tough to win the Carrier Dome. It's tough to win in Syracuse. It is hard as hell to win in Syracuse. I don't know what the deal is up there. I don't know what magic they're using. But it's tough to win up there. Uh, SEC matchup, number 16, Mississippi State, is traveling to Kentucky, Lexington, uh, and Kentucky is falling down the ranks to number twenty-two, and but they've got Kentucky's got a little problem. Uh, Will Levis, their quarterback, is in a boot, and you know that's not good when your quarterback's walking around practice in a boot, is it, Coach? No, he's got a true freshman starting. And Mississippi State's really good too. Yeah, that's going to be a hell of a game next weekend. They could run and throw the ball. I'm going to. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and in the NC State game. Uh, Devin Leary, the quarterback for NC State, there's there's some health issues and injuries issues with him too. So uh, anybody any, anybody out there gambling on those games, just check and uh, check on both those quarterback status for NC State and for Kentucky. Now we're getting down to the end of uh, getting down the end of our show, and I promised uh, I would I would let out uh, my Magic Eight Ball picks for tonight. Um, there is two college games tonight. Baylor at six o'clock kickoff. Baylor travels to West Virginia, three and two Baylor at two and three West Virginia. Baylor's a three point favorite. <clears throat> and the magic eight ball says Baylor. No, what? the Mountaineers of three. West Virginia, the home team dog, the home team dog, West Virginia plus three. The magic eight ball says West Virginia. Wow. All right. Now, Thursday night, Prime uh, Amazon Prime Video Football. And it's been great so far. This so far. It's been, I like it. Yeah, it's been terrific. Um, and uh, I'm sure the NFL owners dividing up that billion dollars a year for 13 years. They, they, like, they like that. They like know? it a lot. Absolutely. So tonight, um, Washington and the Chicago Bears play. And Washington – is a one-point favorite at the Bears, believe it or not. Justin Field and – Another home-team dog. Another home-team – however. Oh. However, the Magic 8-ball pick for tonight in the NFL game is the Washington Commanders minus a point. So, there you go. Magic 8-ball, Washington Commanders tonight, and the West Virginia Mountaineers. I'm Drake with Coach Dickinson and – Clayton the Claw Harris. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Have a great Thursday afternoon. We're back on tomorrow afternoon, Friday at 4 o'clock. We'll talk to you then.